I want you to take your Bibles here and go to Hebrews chapter uh, 6, Hebrews chapter 6 here, and, um, and I don't know if preacher can see this or not, if he's watching it, and I know you can watch stuff all over the world now, but uh, preacher, if you're watching, I, I just want you to know I'm thankful for the privilege to be here today. And, of course, my dear wife's with me. My first wife passed away with bone cancer. And then Lydia's back there on the very back row there, and uh, she travels with me now. And her husband was a pastor, and he died with cancer. And God put us together eight and a half years ago, and she travels now and sings and plays the piano and and, uh, of course, she's from Ro- Rowan County area over there around Salisbury. Everybody knows Lydia. Everybody. I mean, everywhere I go, you're Lydia's husband, aren't you? And, and they're in Rowan County. Now, I hear they'll say, you're Greg Bryant's, you know, uh, why? But well, back home, you're, you're Lydia's husband. And because uh, she's played piano for revivals and camp meetings and all kinds of stuff. And they all know their weddings and funerals. And and so if you die, just call us. We'll, she'll play your funeral. No, I just kid. Amen. And, uh, but but uh, uh, but she they know her. But she's a blessing. And uh, she travels with me now. And I thank the Lord for her there. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. And I was going to, and we're just going to read one verse because I'll be quoting other verses as I preach this morning. Uh, I, the preacher asked me to tell the story of what we went through, what I went through, uh, years ago and, and tonight. And so I'll be sharing that story with you. But this morning, I want to bring a message to you in Hebrews chapter 6, verse Nine. Let's stand out of respect to the Word of God here uh, this morning. And uh, how many of you glad you're saved? Amen. Amen. How many of you glad you're not in jail? Amen. Amen. How many of you just got out? Don't raise your hand on that. Don't raise your head on that. I was preaching for Brother Clyde Akers in Lexington, North Carolina. And he's a mentor to guys in jail. And matter of fact, he's been there so long, they will let some of them out that's done lesser crime and let them come to church for a couple hours. Well, that night I was preaching, and I did that. I said, how many of you glad you're saved? Raise your hand. Well, that old boy, this old boy, I didn't know he had a guy from the jail. He raised his head like he's glad he's saved. Amen. I said, how many of you glad you're not in jail? Well, he raised his head. I said, how many of you just got out? He said, I just got out, and i got to be back by 9 o'clock. Amen. <laughs> so if y'all got to be back by noon, i got to get with it. Amen. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 9, the Bible says, But, beloved, we are persuaded better things of you. And things that, now look at this next part, accompany salvation. Do you see that? Accompany salvation, though we thus speak 
I want to talk to you. That I want to talk to you this morning about some things that accompany salvation. I want to talk to you about. Father, thank you so much. Lord, thank you for the precious word of God. And Lord, I pray this morning as I preach that you would be with me in the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would fill me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I can't do this without you, God. I can't even breathe without you. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Use me. I'm just a voice. So just use me to the fullest. I pray that everyone would listen. I can't make them listen. But please, might they be willing to listen and open their heart. And I promise you, Lord, whatever's done in this room, I'll promise you I'll do exactly what I've done many, many, many times. That when I get back to a place that I can be alone, I will stop and give God all the glory. Because you deserve every bit of it. I love you and I thank you. In your precious, holy, wonderful, magnificent, almighty name, Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated there. There's no question about whom the Apostle Paul speaking when he says, but beloved, but beloved. This is a term that is used 60 times in the New Testament when he says, beloved, beloved. And by the way, we all know who he's talking to when he says, beloved. He's talking to saved, born again, children of God. And if you're saved this morning, which I hope you are, if you're not saved, boy, I hope you'll get saved before you walk out of this building. Because the greatest thing that's ever happened in your life and could happen is to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. You see, he's talking to saved people. And salvation is a big word. I mean, when you say salvation, uh, you know, or you've experienced salvation, you are saying a mouthful. Uh, salvation is wonderful. Amen. I'm telling you, boy, when I got saved, boy, I, that was the most wonderful thing that came into my heart and my life. But you know, but salvation is not the end. See, just getting saved is not the end. Uh, getting saved is the beginning. It's the beginning of things happening in your life and things that you learn through the years and walking with God, knowing God. And I mean, it, it, excuse my term, but it gets gooder and gooder. Amen. Uh, I, I, I mean, uh, how sweet it is. Amen. To, 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 I mean, I don't know about you. Your Christian life may be just dull, but, but my Christian life is not dull. Amen. And it's getting better and better and better and gooder. Amen. Thank God for that. Now, but salvation's not the end. It's only a beginning. 
There are things which accompany salvation, the Bible says. You see, when I, and by the way, that doesn't mean you got to accompany these or accomplish these things to have salvation. It means it comes with the package. Amen. I think about, I think about years ago when I pastored in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Can you believe a North Carolina boy pastored up north? Amen. I mean, pastored Yankees. Amen. I, I used to, they picked on me all the time. Can you believe they picked on me? I can't believe that. Everywhere I'd go, they'd say, where are you from? Where are you from? i say, I'm from the north. They said, no, you're not. I said, I am. North Carolina. Amen. And, uh, and I'd pick on, I said, you know what difference between, hey, I said, you know what difference between Yankees and Southern people are? They said, what? I said, Yankees are rude. I said, they just tell you like it is. They'll say whatever. I said, Southern people will smile at you and shoot you at the same time. Amen. Can I have amen? Amen. Hey, hey, I, and, uh, but, but, uh, but when I pastored up there, one day our people walked into the service and there was a big, humongous box. There was a big box. I'll turn this one on here. I think the green light. Is the green light on? I, I, no, it's going on. Yeah, it is. I got the green light on. Amen. Okay. Give me some more volume, though. I'm not, uh, I, there you go. That's good. And, um, I tell you what, I, I believe I'd rather go back to this one. Okay. This one's worth good right here. Amen. All right. There you go. Man, I'm on television. I didn't even know I was on television. Amen. It's the comedy hour. But anyway, and, uh, but, but anyway, I was pastor and I had a big gift on, uh, they walked in. I took a big, like, refrigerator box and I think it was bigger than that, some kind of furniture box. And we wrapped it like a present and, and then we put a bunch of little presents inside of that big gift and I wrote on the outside, salvation, salvation. Well, when my people walked in and saw that, they said, what in the world is he doing? Well, listen to this. For the next nine weeks, I preached on gifts that come with salvation. And 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 I preached I, each week. They would just come back. We started having visitors to come and see what's in the box. Amen. What's going to be the next week I preach on. And you know, but that's what happens when you get saved. There's more in the bots. Amen. There's more in the bots. And, and I just want to give you a few things that, that I believe that, that comes along with salvation. The first thing that I want to say is a changed life accompanies salvation. A changed life. Accompany salvation. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Amen. And uh, behold, all things are become new. I'm going to tell you, when I got saved, something changed my life. Amen. Now, I don't have to have a changed life to be saved. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to change my life to get saved. Can I have amen? But you get saved first, then your life changes. Amen. 
You get Christ first and then he begins to make a new creature out of you. Hey, did you know I used to be a hippie? Did you know that? Hey, turn this thing back on here. I'm a red light. Now I got a green light. I can't stand stand behind this thing now. Amen. Hey, well, did you know I used to be a hippie? You wouldn't believe that. Back in my teen year, I used to be a hippie. Now I'm a happy. Amen. Amen. But let me tell you something. But you know what? But when the Lord got a hold of me, he changed my life. Amen. Man, I mean, I ran away from home when I was 16 years old. Ran away from home. Slept on the street. I mean, my life was a mess. It was a mess. But thank God. Thank God. I didn't have to go where the Lord was. He came where I was. Amen. And changed my life. I was sitting on the streets of Miami, Florida. On the curb, an old drunk wino come walking up. Old drunk wino come walking up to me that day. He, he used to be a doctor. And he got hooked on his own medicine. And he became a drunkard and a drug addict. And he staggered up and sat on the curb. And the first thing he said, he said, son, what are you doing on these streets? I said, that's a good question. Because I was just sitting on the curb looking up saying, God, if you get me off these streets, I'll serve you the rest of my life. And that, and and here come that wino stack. Now, folks, look at me. I know it's hard, but look at me. I'm telling you, I don't know if there's any such thing as a, as a drunk angel, but I believe there was one that day. Can I have amen? He staggered up and he, he said, well, son, i tell you what. He said, you need to get off these streets. And he reached in his pocket and pulled out a $5 bill. And he said, if this will get you off the street, take it. And I took that money and went down to the bus station and bought a ticket for $4 and something. My brother was going to a non-denomination Bible college down in Hollywood, Florida. I bought a ticket from Miami to Hollywood, Florida. I walked in to the Bible college he was going to. And I walked in, there was a high desk, and there was a girl sitting there, and she was just sitting there at a receptionist. And I walked in. She said, sir, can I help you? I said, yes, ma'am. My name's Craig Bryan. She said, I know who you are. We've been praying for you. You're Dana Bryan's brother. And we've been praying for you. Little did I know, my brother was with a group of guys that day up in a room, a cold cottage prayer meeting, and they were praying that God would get a hold of my heart. And I'm standing at the front door of his college, amen? Hey, I'm telling you why, I'll never forget that day, my brother come running down those steps, threw his arms around me, amen, and said, welcome home, brother, welcome home. And then he said something very confound. He said, you stink, amen. <laughs> and thank God they had showers, amen, amen. But I'll tell you what, buddy, but then when I gave my heart, my life to Jesus Christ, amen. Hey, I'm telling you what, there's that, it's the greatest thing that ever happened in my life is when the Lord got a hold of me. I'm saying that a changed life accompanies, number two, a changed spirit 
accompany salvation. The Bible says in Philippians 4.11, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Content. I don't know about you, but when I was uh, younger and I was not living for God in my life, hey, I'm going to tell you, all it was about was me. Was me. I had to have more. I could never be satisfied. I had to, I had to get, I, I, give me this, give me this, give me this. And by the way, it's the same way out there today. They can never be satisfied. They gotta have one more drink, one more drug, one more sin. Can I have amen? And, 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 and you're never satisfied. You gotta have more. You gotta have more. But I'm gonna tell you what though, that when I got saved, buddy, hey, I got everything. Amen. That I ever needed. All I need is Jesus. Amen. Boy, just like the song, they say, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Amen. I want Jesus, buddy. He's everything. He, he, hey, listen, I, I, only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. So I say this, that when I got saved, I was content. I was content. Hey, uh, uh, I'm telling you, no matter what comes in your life you need, you don't need any more than what you got in Jesus. Amen. And so let me say this, number three, a concern for other people accompany salvation. We see Paul, the Apostle Paul, Romans 9, verses 1 through 3, he said this, I say in the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bear me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were cursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Now, do y'all realize who is speaking here is the, was Saul that killed Christians? Amen. And then and then he became the apostle Paul. He became the apostle Paul. Now now wait a minute. With Paul here at one time, all he wanted to do was kill Christians. Now he's saying this that I wish myself I would wish myself a curse from Christ. What he's saying is I would literally give up my salvation and go to hell for my kinsmen to be saved. Now, folks, look at me. I don't know about you, but, and by the way, he's talking about Israel. He's talking about his nation. How many of you would be willing to do that for America? How many of you would be willing? You see, when I got saved, it wasn't about me anymore. Amen. It wasn't about me. It was about, it was about the world. Amen. It was about other people getting the gospel. That's why I have the Ron Milton missions now. Cause it's not about me. It's about a world that's dying and going to hell and somebody's got to care. Somebody's got to care. And, 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 but why? Because he saved me from hell. Amen. I want somebody else to have a chance to hear the gospel. 
Boy, there's nothing any more wonderful now to run, go to places and after play and people come up and say, Brother Brian, you led me to Christ. I got saved. I just uh, was in Oklahoma with a young man that that he got, uh, I led him to Christ and he was Jehovah Witness. And I led him to Christ and, and now God's called him to preach and he's a preacher now and God, hey, and, 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 uh, and God's working in his life. Can I have amen? But you talking about, uh, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. People coming to Christ. Amen. All over the world now. We have them in Nigeria, Kenya, Burma, Thailand, Vietnam, uh, Cambodia, Laos, uh, uh, India, Philippines, uh, Mexico, Honduras. We're, we're in Brazil. We're, we're all, and all over America now. We're planting churches. Why? Cause it, hey, because when I got saved, it wasn't about Craig Bryant. Amen. It's about people that are dying and going to hell. You know, is that your heart's desire? Is I, 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 I told the Sunday school this morning, everywhere I go, I got, I got my gospel tracks. Amen. Everywhere. Everywhere. Hey, I travel all the time and I'm constantly stock up. I can go on a trip and have stock up three, four times with gospel tracks. You know what? I mean, I, when I go into the bathroom, you better watch out. I mean, it's like confetti. Amen. I'm putting them on every toilet, every, hey, Listen, hey, you can laugh if you want to, but I'm gonna tell you something. I go into rest areas and all that, and, 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 and I'll see legs under there, and I'll say, here, while you're sitting there, read that. Amen? Read that. I'll go right down the stalls and tell, and, and, and by the way, you, you laugh at that, but when I get to heaven one day, people gonna run up to me and say, I got saved on the throne. Amen? Can I, Hey, the Bible says, go ye in all the world and preach the gospel. That's in the world. And by the way, if you're scared of witness, that's a great place to go witness. Can I, cause they can't see you. Can I have amen? Just throw it and run. Amen. Hey, hey, man. That's a great place. Hey, go, hey, I'm telling you what. When I got saved, man, it wasn't about me anymore. It's about other people. Amen. They're coming to Christ. It's my life. It's my everything. It's my heartbeat. I guarantee, Brother Kim, we was talking about a while ago, he remembers when we were in Bible college, how we got up, it was like one o'clock morning, we were having a prayer meeting. We were having a prayer meeting, and all of a sudden God got a hold of our hearts, and we, we literally snuck off the college campus. Amen. I hope they don't find us. But anyway, and, and we snuck off the college campus, uh, literally, and walked out and, and stayed all night long, soul winning, all night long, and won seven people to cry. At daylight, we come in the gate. Amen. Came back in the gate from soul winning. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. I, that, that's been years ago, years ago. And my heart still burns like that. You know why? Because when the Lord saved me, when the Lord saved me, he changed my desires. Can I have amen? Let me say this, number four. Number four, a personal devotion to Jesus as Lord accompanies salvation. A personal devotion to Jesus as Lord accompanies salvation. Colossians 1.18, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, 
Now listen to this next part. That in all things he might have the preeminence. The preeminence. What are you devoted to? What are you, What is your devotion to today? What, what are you devoted to? Everybody in this room is devoted to something. Devoted to something. But when I got saved, I wanted my whole life to go to him. Can I have amen? I want my wife, and you'll hear the story tonight, when my wife died with uh, bone cancer. I remember the day that I had to bury her. My facts, Daryl Cox came up there and preached her funeral with me, Brother Daryl Cox. And brother, I was, I was, I'll never forget after the service and I took part in the service. We had people accept the Lord at the service and afterwards I told my kids, we had, we had sold my home we had, or, and, and gotten rid of the home. And I was moving to Ohio where my son and grandkids were. And, and I really didn't care about my son. It was more of the grandkids. But anyway, and I, and I, and I said, well, I'm going I'm to go. I'm going to move there and be with them. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I, after the funeral that day, I told my kids. I said, uh, kids, um. I'm going to go back to the house and make sure we had everything moved out. They wasn't even, she, my wife didn't even die at the house. She died somewhere else. And, and we had already moved everything out. And, and I was evangelist now. And, and I told them, I, I told them I'm going to go back, make sure everything's locked up, the lights are off, and everything's cleared out. I'll never forget that day when I walked back to the house, or, or I got back to the house and I went in. It was empty. It was empty. There was nothing there. Everything was gone. Everything. And I remember standing in, in that empty house that day, and as I began to look around that house, memories began to flood my soul, my mind, of precious memories we had as a family in that house. And it's gone now. And I stood in the empty house and I stretched up my arms like this to God. I stretched up my arms to God. And I said, Lord, here I am. I said, Lord, everything, everything I got is gone now. I said, my job's gone. I wasn't pastoring anymore. I was evangelist. And I said, my job's gone. I said, Lord, I'm not, I don't, I said, Lord, I, I, I don't have a house anymore. I said, Lord, and my wife's gone. And even that day, now listen to this, my dog ran away. I lost everything. And I looked at the Lord and I said, Lord, my house, my job's gone. My house is gone. My wife's gone. And my dog's gone. And this is what I said to the Lord. I'm not kidding. I said, Lord, I could write a country music song. And I, I believe the Lord laughed. And then I said, but Lord, you have me. Here I am.
and I've got you. And whatever, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, Lord. And I just started yelling. I said, God, whatever, I love you, God. You've got my all. You can have everything I've got. Little did I know the things God was about to do in my life. Now, I look back over 10 years ago that all that happened and I look all that God's done and all the souls and thousands and thousands and thousands of people have come to Jesus Christ and been all over the world. I'm telling you that when you get saved, there's going to be a devotion to Jesus Christ. And then last of all, let me say this, because I'm hungry. Amen. We're going to eat Mexican food, right? <laughs> See, amen. I I I, I know. I, I only, really about the only Mexican I know is, is burrito and and enchilada and Taco Bell or something. Maybe and I don't know. Amen. I can sing a Mexican song. It goes, ay 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 ay. I am the Frito Bandito. That's about all I know. Amen. Amen. And number five. Number five. When you get saved, there's a hope for the future that accompanies salvation. John 14, verses 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. And in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. I will come again. I'm glad I got an I will God. He said, he said, I will come again and receive you into myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. When you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, there is more inside. You not only have salvation from sin right now, but also a hope, a hope that goes down across the years of time, beyond the coming of the Lord and beyond the destruction of the world. This hope goes beyond the fallen stars, the burning worlds, And the bloody seas. It is a hope that goes beyond the coming of the new Jerusalem. It is a hope that is anchored to the throne of God. Amen. We are secure. We are, we have hope this morning. Thank God. Hey, it doesn't matter if, if Putin says he's sending a missile over here, blow blow us up. Thank God. We'll just keep going up. Amen. We just got a boost. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. We have a hope. I think about, I think about my, my wife and I think about, and, and like I said, I don't want to go in detail of everything that happened. I'll share that tonight. But my wife had bone cancer and then at the end of, end of her life, she, of course, they, she had gone into a coma state 
She had gone into a coma state. My wife was a good soul winner. Matter of fact, the last time I saw her in her right mind and, and everything, she was leading a hospice nurse to Christ. She was a soul winner, graduated from Hiles Anderson College and even got her master. When they first opened, she was there. But I I think about I think about that for four days we my daughter, of course my seventeen year old daughter was they were like best friends. My daughter and my my wife there were like best friends, her mama. Matter of fact, they always sided up against me. I still have better feelings about that. Amen. Especially when they went shopping. But my 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 wife, though, for four days she's in a coma, and all I heard is my 17-year-old daughter for four days cling to her mama and run her fingers through her hair and say, Mama, it's okay, Mama. It's okay, Mama. Just go on to heaven, Mama. Just go on, Mama. I'll live for Jesus, Mama. You go on. And I heard that before. I, I would take food. I'd take food and stick in my daughter's mouth, and food come right out of her mouth. She wouldn't even eat. I remember I'd say, honey, go to the bathroom. That's not normal. Go to the restroom. But for four days, I watched that and as my wife was gasping for her life. But finally, on October the 29th, though, at five minutes after 10 o'clock, I was on one side of my wife, and I had been by her side the whole time, clinging to her. And my daughter was on the other side. There was about 15, 20 people in the room. And all of a sudden, I, I had my head down, exhausted. And all of a sudden, I heard my daughter say, Daddy, Daddy, look at Mama. Look at my, and I raised my head up, and when it did, my wife had popped her eyes wide open, and, and, and she was, she had joy on her face. She had the biggest smile on her face, and, and, and all of a sudden, uh, my daughter said, Mama, what is it, Mama? What is it, Mom? What do you see? And all of a sudden, my wife started trying to sit up in the bed and with a broken spine from camp, she's trying to sit up in the bed, and she's looking. She's just looking. And, 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 and like smiling and, and you could feel the joy in all that room. And, and my daughter said, what is it, mama? What do you see, mama? And, and, uh, and, and, and I said, honey, what is it? And, and then all of a sudden my wife started moving her mouth trying to tell us something. I think she was trying to tell us what she saw. And then all of a sudden she raised, she laid back real peaceful and she reached over. And she took my daughter by the hand and clasped her hand. And when she did, she took her last breath and was gone. It was quite like this. And then all of a sudden, this is what I did. I just yelled out, She won! She won! No more pain, no more shots, no more medicine, no, no, hey, no more IVs, no more bills. Amen. Hey, she won. She's on the winner's side. And that's because of the hope, the hope, 
the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Amen. Is only through salvation. My question to you is, if you died right now, do you know for sure? Listen to me. Do you know for sure that you're going to heaven? You say, preacher, well, I, I think so. I hope so. Well, my Bible says you can know so. Amen. First John 5, 13 says, These things have I written to you, that if you believe on the name of the Son of God, you may know that you have eternal life. And by the way, I, I get on the plane. I, I don't like flying much. I do. The Bible says, Lo, I'm with you always, so I like driving. Amen. And and I was, listen to this, but I was, when I get on the airplane, I got a ticket in my hand knowing where I'm going. I don't just get on the airplane store and say, where are you going? I don't know. I'm just riding the airplane. No, I know where I'm going before I, I got a ticket saying Dallas, Fort Worth, Chicago, O'Hare, or is everybody with me? So I know where I'm going before I get on the airplane. Same way with dying. You want to know where you're going before you die. You don't want to wait after you die. That's a gamble with your own soul. And why in the world would you die? Look here. Why would you walk out of this building? You know what's going to keep you from getting saved today? You know what's going to keep you from getting saved? Your pride. You say, what is people going to think? I wouldn't worry about what people think. I'd worry about what God thinks. And by the way, you don't know when you could die. It could be five minutes now. It can be, by the way, I've, as a pastor, I've buried a lot of young people. I've buried a lot of young people. We, you don't know when you're going to die. You could die five minutes, 50 years. We don't know, but you're going to die. Now, my question to you, don't you know there's a God that loves you? Don't you know he loved you so much he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross and paid for all your sin? And now it's a gift. It's a gift. But a gift is not yours till you take it. Even though it's been paid for, it's not yours until you receive it. Can I have amen? So I want to ask you a question. If you were to ask Christ to save you today... What would you lose? Look, listen, answer this question. What would you lose if you asked Jesus Christ to save you today? What would you lose? I'll tell you what you'll lose. You'll lose hell, but you gain heaven. What a deal. What a deal. Are you saying, do you know for sure if you drop dead right now, you go, you say, preacher, I don't know. Won't you be honest? Won't you? You might can fool me. You might fool the preacher. You might fool your mom and dad. You might fool, but you can't fool God. And there's coming a day you're going to face a holy God. You can you can act like it's a joke now, but when you there's coming a day you're going to face a holy God. And the question is, are you saved? Do you know you're going to? I'm not asking you join the church. I'm not asking. I'm not look. I'm not asking you to do that. All I'm asking you to do is by faith. Accept Christ as your Savior today. Every head bowed, nobody looking.